Ghastly greetings, every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your morning, day, night, twilight. Whenever you listen, it is absolutely appreciated. Those awesome tunes that just blessed your ears are courtesy of my good friend, country legend Bobby Mackey. And of course, I am your host, Tessa Morrow. The couple, they make their way through the Utsal Alps. They are surrounded by mountains. And the married couple, they're enjoying one another's company. It's a wonderful day. Things are going great when suddenly they come upon something that will change their lives forever. German tourist Helma and his wife Erika, they are in the central eastern Alps, more specifically the Utsal Alps. Unique because it is located in the state of Tyrol in southern Austria and also the province of South Tyrol in northern Italy. So it's bordering Austria and Italy. One step here and you're in one country. One step there and you're in the other. Done that with states, but not countries, so let's try this out. The year is 1991, and the day starts like any other typical day. Wake up, get out of bed, do your morning ritual, whatever, you know? It was a nice early September day, and the couple, they are on a hike when they make a grisly discovery. Remains. Everyone's worst nightmare. That's the last thing you think you're going to see when you start your day is a body, right? At first thought, they believe, hey, we must have stumbled upon the body of a person who went missing or a fellow traveler or perhaps a mountaineer who died in an accident. It's a desolate area. It's high up in the Alps. Who knows how long this man has actually been here? Well, it turns out this man, he was no mountaineer. Testing proved to be phenomenal showing that this man, this gentleman, had been here for quite some time. Not days, months, but years. Years, well, they turn into decades. Well, let's trade those decades for centuries. Several upon several centuries. Want to take a guess at just how many? Get this, you guys. It is believed he dates back to around 53 centuries. You would think that after so much time has gone by that there are probably wouldn't be much of anything left, right? But amazingly enough, due to being submerged in ice, the Iceman's body, what he became to be known, the Iceman, his body was well-preserved. Want to hear how well-preserved? He still had intact blood cells, making them the oldest complete blood cells from a human to ever be identified. That's remarkable. To date, he is the oldest mummy to be discovered in Europe. To me, that is utterly impressive and amazing. With no name or any type of identification whatsoever, he is referred to as Iceman. 
No, my fellow true crime buffs, not Richard Kuklinski. When tissue samples were taken and tested, the results shared they belonged to a man who lived anywhere between 3359 to 3105 BCE. There is a 66% chance that he met his death between 3239 to 3105 BC. Iceman is believed to have been 5'3", 110 pounds, 45 years old, and he had several tattoos. They discovered 61. So, okay, we have somewhat of a description of this fellow and know that he was there high up in the Utsal Alps for several centuries. But how did this man get there? Was it some type of accident? Did he get lost and freeze to death? There's so many things that could have happened to him. Perhaps he died from natural causes. Nope, nope, and nope. Upon discovering his body and conducting tests, it is proven that poor Iceman was actually brutally murdered and discarded there like trash. He was shot with an arrow. The arrowhead was actually still lodged into his left shoulder when he was discovered. And then he was bludgeoned in the head. That was believed to be the fatal blow. He had bruises and cuts on his hands, which my true crime mind says defense wounds. Now, some believe that the Iceman is angry after spending so much time in the icy grave. Remember, thousands and thousands of years. And suddenly that peace is disrupted. Many began to scream, Hush! Then things started happening. People close to the case began to die. Kind of reminds me of the Pharaoh's curse. Haven't heard those two episodes? Go back a little ways. Rainer Hen, Kurt Fritz, Rainier Hosel, Helmut Simon, Dieter Warnick, Conrad Spindler, and Tom Loy. These men, they all have something in common, and that connection lands them a place forever in history tied into the Iceman and what many, many believe to be a curse. Thirteen years, seven deaths, one case. In 1992, the following year after the discovery of the Iceman, the first death takes place. Rainer Hen a man who was one of the first people to place his hands on the mummified remains of the Iceman. Well, he dies. He was a phenomenal forensic pathologist, and he transfers the body of Iceman, also referred to as Utsi, because of the Utsal Alps that he was discovered in. Well, one day, the doctor, he is en route to a conference to share his findings regarding Iceman, personal findings when he is killed in a head-on collision. Kurt Fritz, he was a skilled mountaineer, an experienced guide, a field leader who helps Dr. Hen get to where Utsi is. I see two different causes of deaths for him, unsure what exactly happened because they're completely different, but I will share both of those to you. One account shares that he was out with a group one day and that an avalanche suddenly takes place and that he dies in that being the only fatality. The other account I saw is that a large rock, a boulder, if you will, falls from high above and hits him right on the head. 
Honestly, either one will kill you, but which one? Either way, this man is no longer with us. You know, he was an experienced outdoors man, and he knew the area very well, like the back of his hand. So, I don't know. Poor guy. Now, Rainier Hosel, he was a beloved and well-respected Austrian journalist who was the only one to actually be permitted to film the exhumation, if you will, of Utsi, the ice man from his prehistoric icy grave. Now, this was a gigantic, huge mystery and finding, and he was the only one in the journalism and media world to have a front row seat. I mean, that is quite the accomplishment. And the young man, he was absolutely ecstatic. Well, he makes an hour-long documentary all about the Iceman and unearthing him. Just a few months after this documentary is released, the 47-year-old dies from a brain tumor. Helmut Simon, he was the German tourist along with his wife Erica who discover the ancient body of Utsi, the Iceman, that fateful day. He goes out one day for a hike and he never comes back. For eight days, there is no word from the missing man, no trace, no activity reported, no sightings, nothing. It's like he was just wiped out from this earth, vanished into thin air. Well, on the eighth day, his body is finally found, and it is at the base of a cliff that is several feet high, hundreds of feet high. It's believed he got stuck in some kind of freak blizzard, if you will, and he fell to his death. Where they found his body was a shocker because it was very close to where they found the Iceman's remains. And the way they found him, he was lying face down in a creek, while Iceman was also found laying face down, his left arm bent across his chest. Dieter Warnick was the head of the mountain rescue team that was searching for this missing man and the discoverer of Iceman, Helmut. And as he gets ready to go to the funeral of the now not missing man, he himself dies from a heart attack just an hour or so prior to the funeral. Conrad Spindler, he was a professor of ancient history and a leading expert on the Iceman. Now, six days after being taken out of his icy tomb, Conrad inspects the remains. And after inspecting the axe used to kill the Iceman, he dated the corpse being at least 41,000 years old. When asked what he thought about the so-called curse. He was quoted saying, I think it's a load of rubbish. It is all a media hype. The next thing you will be saying is, I will be next. And guess what, guys? He was next. He dies due to complications from multiple cirrhosis. And the final known victim of the Iceman curse is scientist Tom Loy. During his research, he finds out several personal things about the man whose identity we may never truly know. Tom is found deceased in his home. He died in 2005, mind you, several years after Utsi was found. The poor scientist was, you know, he actually suffered from a blood-related condition, which he was diagnosed with right after becoming involved in the cold, freezing Iceman case. But... What's interesting, at the time of his death, he was in the finishing stages of publishing a book. The topic of that book, you may ask? 
Yeah, you guessed it, the Iceman. He also did not believe in the curse, and he was quoted saying, It's just a superstition. People die. It was Loy who would make a remarkable discovery. He found traces of human blood on Utsi's clothing and weapons. Now, at first it was thought by many that he had been a victim due to, let's say, a hunting accident. But this was far from the truth. Loy found not one, not two, mm, forget three, four, four blood types on Utsi. It's believed he was with others, and for some reason, well, an argument takes place, which turned physical. Don't know if it was between several people or just one, but, the, you know, an argument takes place, which turns physical, and for the Iceman, sadly, became fatal. We may never know what exactly happened that day so many centuries ago, while he may have been hidden and concealed for so long, Iceman now has a place in so many people's lives and hearts. And his identity? Well, that's another mystery just waiting to be solved. There's so many of those in life that throughout the centuries, people just think, God, that'll never be solved. Well, there's guesses, there's speculations and what have you. One is that he was a shaman and he was murdered to end his reign. The world just may never know. These days, Iceman, he continues to be in an icy tomb, that being a refrigerated room at the South Tyrol Archaeological Museum in Bolzano, Italy. Around 300,000 come annually to visit Utsi, the Iceman, bringing in several million euros in tourism. Whether you believe in curses or not, they sure are interesting to hear about. Like one of the victims of the supposed curse of the Iceman, Tom Loy said, People die. There's so many curses all over the world, right? Some take them with a grain of salt, scoff at them, whatever, or full-heartedly deny any such thing and consider them fairy tales, nonsense. The king of debunkers, not, no, it doesn't exist. But there's some who in their heart of hearts truly within their souls believe in these curses. They believe they're true. And you know what? Maybe some are. Throughout the years on the podcast, I have had episodes about other curses, which I, you know, some of them I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But some I'm like, wow, I, I think that can possibly be a curse. And this is true shit right here. You've heard me talk about the curse of the Yazoo Witch. The trio episodes of the movie Curses, the 5e Castle Curse, the Curse of the Salt Chairs in Rhode Island, and what about Ford's Theater Curse, the Pharaoh's Curse, and oh, so many others. Then there's the Great Bambino Curse, the Playboy Curse. You know, you may hear about some of those in other episodes. But jumping back to the Curse of the Day, the Iceman, Otzi the Iceman, being an avid true crime watcher and buff, who killed Utsi, the Iceman? Speaking from experience of losing friends to cold-hearted, brutal, senseless murders, who killed this man? It kills me when these kind of things go unsolved. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'll watch my TV shows and I despise at when the end comes. You think, okay, this person's going to be caught for raping and murdering this girl or, you know, bludgeoning to death this old couple. You think, okay, this, you know, at the end, we're going to see some justice coming, right? Well, sometimes they aren't identified or apprehended. I started watching this show called Buried in the Backyard like a couple years ago. And I I love that show because, yeah, it's horrible. Somebody died, obviously. I get that, obviously. But at the end, these people who think they got away with these heinous crimes, they are apprehended. Now, of course... You know, there's some cases like 40 years later, the person died before they could be, you know, charged. So getting away with murder, basically. But it makes my stomach hurt for the victims, their families, their communities. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder, did Utsi have a family? You know, did he have a wife who spent the rest of her life being worried sick about her husband, searching for her lost love? Children he yearned, you know, children who yearned to be in their father's arms once more and hear his voice. Whoever you are, Utsi the Iceman, I am truly sorry that this happened to you. Nobody deserves that. But I am glad that you were finally found after all of this time because you mattered. And let me tell you, you will not be forgotten as countless people come from all over the world to visit you these days. Rest in peace, Utsi the Iceman. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others. They are all pretty awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? (coughs) Really, there is absolutely no need to cry. You just need to head on over to any of those phenomenal podcast platforms, such as CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Podcast Republic, Pocket Casts, Wherever you may roam to hear your spooky podcast, you'll surely find Paranormal Prowler's podcast lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Catania, Italy. Which, by the way, Catania is about 12 and a half hour drive from where the Iceman now is in Bolzano, Italy. So there you go. Brook Park, Ohio. Fairfax, Virginia, Rancho Santa Margarita, California, and Rotterdam, Netherlands. As always, everybody, it is absolutely greatly appreciated for you stopping by. Come back over on Monday for the newest episode, and we will see you next week.